Hey everybody, this is Chad Peavy. I am super excited about today's podcast and the next several podcasts that I have coming your way because I just got back from a mastermind event in Sundance, Utah. I'm a member of the High Performance Mastermind with Brennan Burchard. And while I was there, I set up my podcast equipment and just started grabbing these people and said, hey, sit down tell my listeners your story and about the work that you're doing. And I was able to get some incredible interviews and I cannot wait to share those with you. Before I left though, I was in Dallas and got to visit with one of my good friends and another member of my mastermind group, Amanda Kaufman. We were in a cafe. I set up the podcast equipment and just asked Amanda to tell me her story and about the work that she does. Amanda is the coach's coach. She's a fascinating person. She does incredible work and I can't wait for you to get to know her on this podcast. So here you go. My interview with the one and only Amanda Kaufman. So I'm super excited to have you here today. Well, I'm excited that you're here today. You're one of my favorite people. What is your name again? My name is Amanda Kaufman. It's so awesome to to have you on the podcast. Thank you for doing this. Of course. Well, you happen to be one of my favorite people. So you're, you're too kind. You're too kind. So Amanda, uh, you're getting ready for Sundance. Yes. Are you excited? I am crazy excited about everything about next week. Tell the people what next week is going to be. So we're going to get to hang out together a lot because we're going to a high performance mastermind, (laughs) which just kind of sounds a little pretentious, honestly, but (laughs) (laughs) if the shoe fits, but if the shoe fits, like wear it, right? Yeah. Um, But it's going to be in Utah. I've never been to Utah before, so that's going to be exciting. It's up in Sundance. Which in itself is a little snooty, right? I mean, it just just sounds like I've been telling people for the last couple of weeks, where are you going to Sundance? Well, and I'm a little worried because like if they have a gate and they check, I'm not sure if I'll like if I'm not there, (laughs) you'll know they didn't let me in. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, seriously, I'm 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 keen on learning. I'm keen on connecting. Like I just, I love getting out of the regular day and getting to kind of do my thing in a different way, you know? Yeah. And be around some good people. Exactly. Or in the same space. And that's well, exactly. always so well, that's refreshing. We met, right. We met because yeah. we chose to join masterminds and then, you know, yeah. it's not just the event though. You got to talk outside of it. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Uh, We are, uh, speaking of being outside, we're here in, where are we? We are in uh, South Lake, Texas. South Lake, Texas. We are at the uh, Another Broken Egg. Yes. Recording, we just finished breakfast. Amanda had some amazing looking, uh, what were they? Some sort of pancake. They were were carrot cake pancake stack. So I had dessert for breakfast. That's wonderful. It was so good. I don't think my trainer is listening to this. Sorry, Casey. (laughs) It's okay. You should eat something, Casey. Yes. Live a little. Live a little. All right. So uh, tell tell the kids at home what your what your specialty is. Well, these days I am an awesome coach. All right. Well, that make that prompts me. I, I, I'm a terrible interviewer. So let's back up. What okay. were you doing before you were doing this? So like what? Wow. What got you here? What got me here? And then we'll tell them where here is. Okay. So I guess rewinding the whole tape. I was born and raised in Inuvik Northwest Territories in Canada. Never met a Canadian I didn't like, by the way. That's because we have a national policy of niceness. Yeah. Yeah. We're very, very nice. We should adopt that here. (laughs) It would be good. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's lots of nice people. You're nice. Yeah, you're nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then went to college. I left the Arctic. There's not really any colleges north of the Arctic Circle. So, mm. well, that's actually not explicitly true. They didn't have the engineering program I wanted to do. Okay. So um, moved there, and then I realized that a lifetime of designing distillation columns and refineries didn't really suit me, mm -hmm. and I had an opportunity to become a consultant. So I worked for a really big consulting firm for 10 years, and I became a global expert on procurement operating models. What does that mean in English? I helped big companies and governments go shopping okay how to buy stuff from suppliers how to do that you know people kind of understand that in finance and accounting they do the budgeting right they say here's how much money you get to spend department procurement's all about okay you got that money what can we get for it mm -hmm. okay yeah so you helped them do that yes for 10 years yes and then you quit I did. I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually, you asked me earlier who my audience was. This is something that I, I know people that listen to this podcast will be interested in. You took a giant leap and left the security of a stable job. Yes. And um, didn't just go find another stable job. You, you, you bet the house on yourself. I did. Where, yeah. How did? Where did the courage come from and the audacity to, to do such a thing? Well, it was. Uh, I think ignorance is bliss sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't think of an office worker who doesn't fantasize about doing their own thing. I really don't. And if if you're the exception, you know, maybe just uh, leave a review and correct me. Um, but a five star review with a correction will do fine. Yes, yeah. a five star review, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, you know, you said something to me like a year ago. We were talking about productivity, and you know, you get to know me a little bit, and you get to see like she has so many little hacks and things that she does to be more productive like that is crazy what she does and uh, and you said to me well the master was once a disaster and you totally pegged me because mm. i used to be a workaholic i used to work over 100 hour work weeks wow. which is really easy to do especially if you're a consultant and you've got client companies that you're working for and you want to keep your company happy and the client company happy and you know, I felt like such a fish out of water because I was this chick from the sticks that grew up in the Arctic and I was so scared somebody was going to find out that I'm actually not that smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I compensated by being like hyper available <laughs> and, uh, you know, really on my inbox. And, you know, I'd work overnight. I'd work 30 hour days That's sometimes, insane. which is completely insane. And it killed my health. I became very depressed, even though I had a lot of really good things happening in my life. Otherwise, you know, I had a loving husband, good kids, nice car, good apartment, you know. Yeah. And I couldn't get out of bed on the weekends. So that sucked. And I decided to get help, which is what I recommend to anybody who's like excessively tired on a Saturday afternoon, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think you did a podcast recently on that, on, uh, talking I, in therapy and, and stuff like that. I talk a lot about asking for help. Yeah. So I think no matter where you are in life, you need to be asking for more help. 
totally. Yeah, totally. ask for help. Yeah. So I did. And um, the thing is, is I've always identified as being a high achiever, kind of the mm-hmm. A plus student and yeah. all that stuff. Yep. And uh, it wasn't enough just to function. Like, I didn't want to get to functioning. I didn't want to be okay. Yeah. And so I got into personal development. And I started reading books. Mm-hmm. And books turned into courses. And courses turned into seminars. And <laughs> seminars turned into coaching. And, you know, before I knew it, I was just... I By the time I left my corporate career, I was only working 35 hours a week. But I had really good performance ratings. Mm. So, you know, if you want to have two-thirds of your life back and not suffer in the performance. The only way to do that is through personal development. Yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit because you've you've moved your career making the jump to entrepreneurship was in the personal development space. Would that yep. be fair? Um, you know, we both pay a lot of money for a mastermind where we just go and get ideas, right? Right. Um, I pay a therapist, you know, to, to go twice a week just to get perspective. And we, I pay a coach and you pay a coach and you yes. get paid, right? So, but, so I value all that very, very much. But yet when I go out there and try to do that, there's this discounting of what I can offer someone else. Mm. How did you get to a place in your business, in your life where you're like, you know what, I value it and I should be valued for what I'm offering as well. Oh, that's such a good question. And by the way, when we, um, I just sent Amanda a messenger and I was like, Hey, you want to be on a podcast? <laughs> She's like, let's go to breakfast. And yeah, so, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of prep for this. So, um, if you, if you don't want to answer anything, I can always edit it out, but it's going to be so much more fun if you just, I'll just suck it up go. and answer. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get the bravery to be like, Hey, I'm worth, I'm worth what I'm asking. Pay it. That's such a really great question because, you know, even if you're working, I actually, I have nothing against working for an employer, you know, um, or anything like that. It's just, I, I'm very creative and I wanted to be able to call my own shots. And that was really important to me because I had been kind of that A plus student according to every other structure. And I was like, no more structure. I want to just do my thing. And also, you know, in my corporate life as a a woman that was moving up the ranks, there was so much like, oh, you know, you really can't be present for your kids if you're going to be in this career. And you really can't be happy in your relationships if you're in this career. And you really can't work on your health if you're in this career. And I'd like, I just thought that was crap. Yeah. I was like, what is the actual point of working so hard to get to this point of a career and not have any life left? Even though that's what, it, that is exactly what you were experiencing. It sounds like. I made it happen, right? Like I, I had babies yeah. and got on airplanes and had a happy We'll still have a very happy relationship. <laughs> it gets happier every day, right? He's sitting right next he's to us. He's sitting right next to us. So I was like, yeah. I'm it's kidding. Perfect. It's perfect. And he's amazing. <laughs> he is perfect and amazing for of the course. record. But um, it almost became like this rebellious mission to have kids and travel for mm. my job because everybody said you couldn't. Yeah. And I was like, then what's yes, the point? Yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> what's the point of that? Yes, you can. And then other people saw me doing that. And then they were like, well, how are you doing this? And so I give them little tidbits on how to manage their calendar, how to hire help, like having an au pair to help with your kids or a nanny. Um, and so, like how to deal with the thoughts process. Cause there's so much guilt that this society gives us about like, aren't you going to raise your kids? And <laughs> 
don't you care about their well-being? Like, don't you want to be involved? And it's like, oh, uh, yes, you can do that. And you can have help. Yeah. You know, you don't get brownie points for being really excellent at vacuuming your house six times a day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, like, that's kind of my belief system. That's where I'm coming from. Right. So it wasn't a big leap for me to start kind of coaching almost on the sly at work because I was helping people change how they were doing things at work and trying to help them show up at a new level. And I realized one day I was like, man, you know, we can give you the best instruction manual, the best processes, the best computer software. We can give you the best of the best, but if your head is not in the game for change, you're going to reject it. And all that hard work is going to be for nothing. Hmm. And I found that when I had personal conversations with people that were private, confidential, helping them decide how they wanted to show up they were able to embrace change and they were able to do that more so i was like oh this is amazing so it was like a superpower as a consultant to be able to have a human to human conversation that was goal oriented that was moving them forward forwarding the action and then a little while later i realized i found out yeah that's coaching mm. and i was like oh big light bulb i was like people do this yeah and yeah, people do this for a living. So as soon as I realized that, I was like, okay, how do I do this? Mm -hmm. How do I get out there? Yeah. So I kind of deviated from your question about like... No, I think you answered it. The value part. Um, well, I think you got there. Somehow. I'm satisfied. Good. Well, my first <laughs> sale, by the way, as a, as a personal coach, it was uh, $10 an hour. Yeah? Yeah. 10 bucks an hour. So I'm pretty sure therapist charges a little more than that, right? A lot more than that. <laughs> and it's 50 minutes. It's not even an it's hour. It's not even an hour. I know. Man. Yeah. So um, I sold it to my best friend for 80 bucks. She bought eight sessions. We didn't have one of them. <laughs> More of a more of a charity. Thing. It was like good for you <laughs> yeah, for going into business. You're so, so cute. cute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you eventually got over that, and you built this phenomenal business now, mm. and you're doing all sorts of things. Like we were just talking um, over brunch, we were talking about all the amazing things that you're you're doing and figuring out, and still figuring out, and trial and yeah. error. And do you want to share like any of the things that? are super exciting to you right now oh my gosh with building your business yeah so i've actually been at it for two and a half years now more than that two and three quarter <laughs> and uh i've expanded from doing private coaching so you know One yes on i one. charge a lot more than ten dollars an hour now yeah um i got very clear so stephen covey Personal Development 101, always start with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I made that sale, I was like, yeah, I need to replace like a lot more than that per year. Yeah. So I backed into what my rates had to be okay. in order to replace my corporate income. Yep. And then I said, well, okay, that's a terrifying price tag. That's the price of a car. Mm -hmm. um, how do I build to the value to deliver that? And how do I sell that? And how do I connect people with that? And I figured all of that out. And I, I love, love private coaching. Cause I just, I find people have so much more power than they think they do to change their situation and change their circumstances dramatically and usually really quickly. Yeah. And I just love being a part of that process with them to just 
help them do that. But here's the downside of one-on-one private coaching is you can only have so many clients at a time. And I discovered about a year and a bit into my journey that a lot of coaches really struggled with the business of coaching. They were good with the facilitation of coaching that process for others, but they weren't sure how to price their stuff. They weren't sure how to package it, how to go about doing the marketing and all that good jazz. And I figured that out. Mm -hmm. And so I started working one-on-one with some coaches. And then there were more people that were like, how are you doing that? And I'm like, okay, this is evolving. Yeah. So now we've got a high level um, group program. It's like a hybrid program. There's an online study component to it and group coaching. And then we also have a uh, monthly kind of group coaching option because not everybody can afford the high ticket, but they want to make some real progress Mm -hmm. on their business and we recently just launched a another membership that's like a kind of an easier easier to join uh, monthly membership kind of very very accessible broadly accessible and we're doing that because there's a lot of people that coach at a lot of different levels yeah and we want to make sure that they're getting the business insights so that they can be successful in connecting with clients ultimately Mm. and where do they find the people that would be interested in checking that out where would they go to find that you can check out amandacoffman.net. Okay. Yep. And Spell your last name for them. Sure. It's K-A-U-F-M-A-N. And I'll put that in the program notes for everybody. Yeah. It's okay. just uh, one of everything. Don't yeah. give me extra Fs or Ns. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, I, I'm fascinated by all the the group coaching stuff, particularly. Mm. Do you, how, how do you... When I talk to other coaches, what I hear them talk about a lot is... I, I do my group coaching sessions, and when you dig down to what that really is, they're really doing group training. They're not really doing group coaching. How do you navigate that, and or do you do you see it all as the same? I do not see it all as the same. I, I love that you made that distinction because when I'm a trainer, right? I'll, I'll ref, if if you're receiving my training, I'll refer to you as a student. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if you're receiving my coaching, then you're a client. Mm-hmm. And you know. We have different hats sometimes, uh, and I'll even make the distinction of mentor, right? So sometimes I'm mentoring you and I'm saying, this is what I did in my in my past yep. versus like I'm teaching you, yep. here's how you set up this email structure or whatever. Yeah. Um, so when I do group coaching, my particular style is I do start with some training at the beginning just to kind of get people settled in and understanding the concept and kind of getting their head in the space. Yeah. And then what I do is, is I, I ask my clients to bring a journal and I ask them open-ended, empowering questions, and then I shut up. Mm. And I tell them, you know, just journal on that for a sec so they're self-coaching everybody's got their own journey yep. and then I invite them to come off the mic so I like to do a smaller group for this reason um, but I'll invite a few people to like share some of the insights that they have or something that came up and I might do some laser coaching with them which is basically with their permission can I ask you some more questions about that sure more open-ended empowering questions and they're discovering their best path forward based on the original seed question. Nice. Yeah. So that's how I do it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that you have a process for it and it sounds like you've thought about it. 
I like that a lot. I yes. like, I like that you're so thoughtful, Amanda Kaufman. Well, thank you. I love systems and process. It really helps me bring my best. I wanted to ask you about that. Actually, you, t- you mentioned uh, all the packages and all the different products that you offer. And how did, how did you learn how to, how to do all of that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Cause I can't imagine you just started and I can't imagine you picked all that up and from the consulting world. So you had to get it somewhere. Yeah, that's a great question. I have invested a unholy amount of money. <laughs> she Welcome to personal development, Welcome by to the personal way. development. Um, You're the best investment you'll ever make. That's right. I have never paid for any personal development. I've only invested. Um, so I've, I am a better student than I ever was in my early 20s. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm constantly reading and consuming content and yeah. I've gotten a lot more specific. I, I love marketing. Mm-hmm. Like I've got, I, at first it was a necessity. I have to do it. And, and now it's like, well, what's this cool creative way that I can do it. That's going to set me, you know, and our product apart and connect on a whole different level. Yeah. Cut through all the noise. There's Cut a lot through of the noise. noise and be a very authentic, organic experience Mm -hmm. while at the same time relying on systems and processes so that I can scale it. That's like been kind of the thing I'm so obsessed with. But in terms of like programs, I think it all started with going to some events and I love events because you can get a bird's eye view of a lot of possibilities all at once. And the vibe is usually super high. Yeah. Right. And do you recommend any event in particular? High performance Academy y'all. Okay. I think that's a really good intro event if you've never been to one before. And that's a Brendan Burchard event. That's so Brendan Burchard. Brendan is at brendan.com. Yes. And I would also recommend, assuming that I get this podcast out on time, Brendan has another event coming up early October called Influencer. Yeah. So Influencer's good. And um, ladies, Rachel Hollis has yeah. been doing some events. I haven't Rise. made... Yeah, it's called Rise. I haven't actually attended one, but uh, from what I can see from the mm-hmm. outside, it looks like a pretty stand-up event. And I've heard Rachel personally speak at other events at least four times now, and she's just excellent. So good. So you're looking at these other folks as basically mentors that you're watching from afar and maybe doing some reverse engineering. Definitely some reverse engineering going on. Um, I have, I invested in the beginning a lot in kind of $2,000 ish courses that were designed to give you the lay of the land of, you know, how does social media advertising work? How do you do a course? You know, how do you do this? How do you do that? And kind of some of those more tactical courses and then, I've done enough of them that I, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I get for me to create one. I I get the themes (laughs) here. Um, I think sometimes if I, if I was to impart wisdom to me three years ago and anybody who's at this stage of thinking about making a similar leap, uh, I would say aim at the level you're at right now and nail it. Right. So what I mean by that is when you start getting into all the education of, oh, I could have a course, I could be doing public speaking, I can have a podcast, I can have social media presence, I should run ads, I should have an online course, I should have a group program, I should have private programs, I should have a retreat. Um, I could rhyme off like 36 things that you could do. Yep. And it stops most people short because they come up with a list of a short list of a dozen things and then they try to by themselves do all of it. Mm -hmm. 
And so that doesn't work. That is not a good <laughs> approach. And I think some of it, and this is speaking from personal experience as well as observation, but I think a lot of it comes from a place of ego. Like we, we want to show up really well. Yeah. And so we're not comfortable going and doing one janky speech because mm-hmm. we don't have our book published yet. Yeah. And we're not. That's me. <laughs> Whoa. I, I didn't mean to like coach yeah, on the air here. Back off, but, lady. Okay. I'm backing off. <laughs> stepping off. You've done things. I'm doing the best I can. You're doing the best you can. But, but yeah. I, I completely get that. Where it's One like, thing you know, I don't want to go talk to the Rotary Club. <laughs> <laughs> you would have so much to I'm say. Sure, I'm sure it would be lovely. But, you know, that it. Yeah. It's hard. And you know what else I think? Going back to one of the earlier questions that I'd ask you about making a transition. Mm. Once you've already experienced a little bit of success, the fear of jumping into something else and starting on box one, step oh, one, yeah. FML. Like, That's you got to swallow some big pride. Okay. So I was like, somebody might argue with this, but I'm just going to say, I was like number two in... Uh, procurement operating model strategy for one of the world's biggest consulting firms. Yeah. And I said it in a very deep voice because it's very important <laughs> that I did of course that. It is. Yes, very important indeed. Um, outside in the real world as an entrepreneur, nobody really knows or cares what I did before. Much but less that you were number two. <laughs> much less that I was number two in line, yeah. right? Um, so I think one of the things that's really helped me personally in my journey is. Somewhere along the way, I built a willingness to be absolutely terrible at first Mm. and a willingness to kind of stumble in the mud and stand up and try again and try again and try again. So this entrepreneurial journey for me, like I said, started about two and a half years ago. And that's when I started like going to the events and joining masterminds and things like that. And... There's people that started at the same time as me that had more money as, than I did, that had more. <laughs> so I was so indoctrinated into my old company that I really just had no friends outside of that company. And yeah. I didn't really want to market to people that worked at that company. So didn't really have a lot of friends that understood what the heck I was doing. Yeah. And which is why I joined the mastermind. Yep. Um, and I just kind of look at that. I was like, there's so many things that I did not have, but I've managed to retire my husband, not go back to corporate. I joked earlier, you know, at breakfast, like, hey, we're not out of business yet. You know, so the struggle can sometimes still be real. But um, when I kind of get a little into that comparison mode, the one thing that I can see is a bit of a difference is every day I take that step forward on something. And I've made kind of this short list of Amanda, you're going to do these things this month Mm -hmm. and it's happening even if it's not perfect, even if it's not even good. Yeah. This month you will be doing things. So and then every month once I start getting more comfortable with a a skill or a process or something that helps an expert business along, then I add something new. Mm. So I'm trying something new every month, but I'm also not putting down what I did last month. Yeah, I think that's really important, right? Yeah. Especially for people that are creative. I know that you're creative and you're very capable. Once you get in the rhythm of like, oh, this is new, it's so easy to forget like the 20,000 other things that you've been creating for the last two years that are sitting on the shelf, basically. And I would say like, 
I love to contemplate, make, tell me if you do this too, right? I love to contemplate, I'm like, I'm happy with, with some of the things that I've done, but like, how could I have done that 10 times faster? Mm-hmm, yeah. I do that. Yeah. I think about that, right? And it like if there was one thing that I could have done 10 times faster, I think it would have been learning earlier that like hey, when you start the newsletter, that's a forever commitment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every Thursday I, I curse the Thursdays. <laughs> right. And it's like so how do you get better at that? And then and I realized I was like, oh, I need to batch them." Uh. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, I need to do bigger batches. Yeah. Oh, I need to, you know, change my process. But Explain to people what batching means for those that are oh, listening yeah. that don't know. Yeah. So like, let's, we're, I feel like we get, we forgot that we're talking to people. I'm sitting here looking you in the eye, which I don't usually do on a podcast. I know. That's interesting. So it's amazing. So it's I feel like fun. we're just like having this connection and we forget people may not know what batching means. Yeah. So this is huge. If you're planning on getting into the influencer space or becoming a coach or a speaker or an author or like anybody in sales, by the way, also anyone in sales, anyone in sales. if you're doing a newsletter, if you're talking to people, if you're marketing yourself in any way, yes, listen to what she's about to tell you. So consistency is the absolute bedrock of a relationship. My husband and I do date night every Friday and it's like religious, you know, there's that consistency yeah. to the relationship and we invest every single week in being together. The same thing's true with your customers and your prospects and your leads and like strangers that see you on the street. We actually, in our business, we do a daily show. We've done it every single day, Monday through Friday. Yeah, bless your heart. I don't since know how January. You do it. I don't know how you do it. Every single <laughs> I day. I just don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes I get a whopping 23 views. Sometimes we get over 200 views. Sometimes people even watch us live. It's crazy sauce. How <laughs> do somebody's watching? <laughs> the reason why, though, Chad, like to, to your question is, is that I about about almost a year ago, I just adopted this attitude of, well, if you're implementing this process, the process is forever. So when we said we're going to do a daily show, I'm like, okay, daily show forever. Right. Until it gets replaced with, I don't know, a TV show or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so batching is anytime you can use technology to schedule something to happen in the future. It's doing lots of those things all at once. So for example, Chris and I have, uh, Chris is my husband, we have a weekly video blog as well as our daily show. And that blog, it's a little more polished. We put, you know, <laughs> the daily show. You mean show you're not could, going to the gym or coming from the gym? We might be, but we might also just be putting on actual clothes and not yoga, yoga pants. Yeah. I love watching you guys in the car. You know what's so funny is our engagement I'm the is one. so Watch. much higher. You're the one. Yay. Well, I won't call you out, okay. but I'll know the next time I see that little eyeball. Yeah. There's chat. Yeah. Um, but, but what the thing is, I don't like wearing makeup and actually I'm, I dressed up for you today oh, you. for the podcast. <laughs> um, but it's kind of the same thing with a blog. Like I would, hate having to get all gussied up for our slightly higher production value blog every Thursday. Right. So what we do instead is, is we plan ahead and we say, okay, these blogs are going to come out in October. So we're going to shoot all four or five of the October blogs all at the same time. Yeah. 
right? Obviously yep. in sequence. And, you know, ninja batching is when you write all the blogs. And you mm-hmm. just sit there and you write all the blogs. You're just writing them all. And then you shoot all the blogs back to back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And then you edit all the blogs back to back to back to back. And then you schedule and post, you know? And this and all happens in one day. Yeah, every we basically in one day will turn out five, maybe even six blogs. And there's another piece to this is, is when you have a batch like that and you have a process to find, guess who doesn't have to personally do very much once we export the video files? Mm-hmm. You. Right? Yeah. I don't. Right. I have a team member. And this team member does the editing, uploads it to YouTube. You know, it's kind of like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, you don't get brownie points for vacuuming your house six times yeah. <laughs> a day. Yeah. In the expert industry, in the personal development industry, I don't think you get brownie points for self-scheduling your social posts. Let me ask you about that. So once you have got the, you've exported the video file, and this is getting really wonky for those of you listening, and if you're not into this space, I'm sorry. Um, you've exported the video file. Yeah. At that point, you're handing it over to your VA. How? That's a virtual assistant. See, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm picking up. Thank you for up. catching that. Yeah. How, how do they know which 60 seconds is going to be the Instagram video? You know what? <laughs> I have no idea. Really? Yeah, because See, that's this is where I stop. Like I've been with you all the way and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm about to give up control. <laughs> oh. And somebody, my VA, is gonna all of a sudden pick these sixty seconds. What if they pick the wrong sixty seconds to post? And so this is where I stop. You know who's the only person who's gonna know that it's the wrong sixty seconds is you. Mm, okay. Right. So, so here's how I handle that. Right. Because, you know, I've got team members that are not in this country. Right. Right. They're overseas and English is their third or fourth language. Right. So uh, if they pick the one minute and I'm like, "Mm," (laughs) maybe a different minute. What I like to do with team members, and I actually learned this as a consultant, is um, I love empowering you. But I also make sure that the first time you do something and the second time you do something and the third time you do something, I'm real rigorous about looking at it and feeding back to you like, yes, like this, not like that. Okay. And then through that communication, then they learn, oh, Amanda likes it like this. So I'm just going to do it like this every single time. And it's like clockwork. Okay. Yeah. The other thing I do is the first time I'm teaching my team member how to do something, I use an application called ScreenFlow on my computer Mm -hmm. cloud app is another one camtasia is another one sure thing right whatever you're yeah i think we both use infusionsoft yeah which is like nicknamed confusionsoft right (laughs) yeah but only if you don't spend time with it you have to love on it you gotta love on infusionsoft and then when you do yeah when you do it'll make it rain it's magical um but I was so nervous about having my team member get into Infusionsoft because yeah, I was like, because be if too. you do something wrong in there, like <laughs> I may never find it. <laughs> I can't <What>? believe. <laughs> just like side note, Infusionsoft. If you happen to be listening to this, like it's it's bizarre to me that you cannot figure out necessarily what tags have triggers attached to them. Yes. Like, hello, basic. <laughs> anyway, um, so what I'll do is I'll turn on ScreenFlow. I think flow. you can actually. Oh shit. <laughs> you know what? You're gonna have to I'll, show I'll me. Show you. You'll have to yeah, show, show me you. because, like, it's kind of maybe yeah, got I, me in trouble once yeah. or twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're the nerdiest people I know. So great! I have okay. so much joy about this present. This whole like breakfast has been just fantastic. Um, 
So, but what I'll do is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll show my extreme wisdom and complete comprehension of the tool that I'm teaching <laughs> in, a, in a video, and then I'll send it to my virtual assistant so that he can, uh, he can just replicate it. He does exactly... And when he doesn't do it exactly, which also sometimes happens, what I'll do is I will turn on ScreenFlow and I will actually walk through and verbalize, here's where this went wrong. Yeah, okay. Right? And so then then what happens? So I've, I've exported my video, I've got the 60 seconds that I need to post, what else is happening with that and how does that get to the people? Oh, great question. So, so for those that are like new to all of this, yeah. video is like the most powerful modality. So, yes, you could just stick with a podcast if you're afraid of being in front of a camera. But the thing is with video is you can get the words, you can get the audio, you can get the visual. So, it's the best yeah. for delegating out to all the different platforms. So, we actually have a whole process to find um where it takes that raw video and he basically will add like bumpers and subtitles and captions. And then our first step is we put it into YouTube and then we take the YouTube video and we embed that on our website. So step one is when we announce the blog, we also have an email written to go out with the blog saying to our list, like, Hey, new blog is up. Come check it out. And yeah. we usually have some, more enticing copy than that but <laughs> that's basically the gist and then um what he'll do after that is he'll do snippets of the blog he'll do like wave files like w-a-v-v-e mm -hmm. to to do the audio and he'll audio split the presentation into our podcast where we have different bumpers okay. set up so i don't have the really amazing equipment that you have um what we do is we just shoot the blog and it, you guys janky equipment like <laughs> no budget production there but may be an eight track involved not, not, not gonna confirm mag or deny magnetic but. tape yes gosh i wish that'd be awesome that'd be full? so much fun so much fun i'm not sure how you would like share it next tape and like yeah dou double push the buttons to record exactly yeah. and like chris and i'll be like one two three <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then and then uh, so once it's on the on the blog and we send it out on the email, um, we also get quote cards made of some of the really super brilliant stuff yeah. that I say, which yeah. is epic. Yeah. I, I feel many coming out of this interview. Oh my goodness, there's so many major quote bombs. That might be a it. quote right there. There you go. There's so many, so many major, major quote, quote bombs. bombs. Yeah, it's perfect. So we we do quote cards, and then we've got the one minute snippet, and then we. Uh, basically proliferate that across the different social media platforms and we do it on different cadences and timings. Okay. Some things we invest in boosting, some things we don't. It's a lot of details, but the point is is that because we had the video, yeah. we could do all of those different things. The video that you batched, that you did the whole month up front, yep. and that made all, that made yep. your month of being in front of the millions of peoples. Oh, well, someday. Yeah. Yeah, someday yeah. the millions of peoples. And like I will tell you that it's a it's a steady growth process, but the thing that people don't really talk about when it comes to all this social media promotion and doing podcasts and all that is what we're doing right now with you listener is we're building a relationship. And there have been several sales conversations that we've done since we've like really upped our game on on social and been more diligent with it mm -hmm. where I'm talking to like a flesh and blood human right and they're yeah. like 
Yeah, I saw you mention that on that show like three weeks ago. Freaks me out when it happens. Isn't that crazy? It's it's insane. But that's why we do it, yeah. right? Is yeah. is because it's allowing us to form some relationship before we get into the actual real life human relationship. Yeah. And it just makes everything a lot easier and more comfortable for everyone. I love that. I want to ask you one more thing before uh, this is the longest podcast I've probably ever done. Yes. But I love it. So we're going to I have one more question because you have so many uh, uh, wonderful insights. Um, we do the social media thing. We get all the attention. We do the things that we know we're supposed to do to get the people in the funnels and all of this. Yeah. What about the back end stuff? Like what about the meat of what you actually do? So how do you know what is is the meat on a schedule? Do you oh, know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to roll this product out and I'm going to roll this product out. And oh, yeah. can you talk about the meat a little bit? For sure. And actually, like, maybe listeners, you might want to just play this podcast backwards and learn to hear English backwards. Because I would say that the meat is far more important than any of that social media stuff that I just told you. Yeah. <laughs> because, because here's the thing. If you go out into the marketplace, and this is like business 101, if you go into the marketplace and you have a product that does not work, and does not give people results, then you will fail. It does not matter what kind of business you're in. That's just like fundamentals, yeah. right? And I think sometimes we get super distracted by the complexity of the social media landscape these days. Because we're addicted to the likes. This is where I, like, I, I mean, and I just so had this conversation addicted. about how much I hate social media, but we're, we're so addicted to the like, we're so addicted to the follow, we're so addicted to the share and the comment that I think, and Brendan actually think, I think does a really good job of talking about this. He talks about some of you are out there working really hard on social and you're just you're just being popular. There's nothing to you. I mean, he says it more eloquently than I that. I so appreciate him saying that. Back that up, right? Like I don't have six back apps. Like I don't have anything to show you. But so when I put a post up, I feel like that's what I'm competing with. Mm. But in the back of my mind, I know that I'm not because I've got the meat. Yes, substance. <laughs> the substance to back up whatever I'm putting out. See, that's the key to the whole thing is that if you are so wildly committed to the results of your stu your students and your clients, then it doesn't matter if you have three clients yeah. <laughs> or yeah. one client, right? If that one client is making more progress than they would have made had they had you not been in their life, then that's a win. And they're paying me real dollars, not just likes and follows. They're paying real dollars, not just likes and follows. Yeah. So um, I, I teach a whole thing in my community about use private coaching as like rapid fire prototyping. Because it takes almost no infrastructure mm. to have a conversation with a person and have a real structured process to yeah. take them through it yeah. to see the results that they actually get and I you like get compensated idea. for your time. And then when you go to do like a course or something, now you're informed by the actual conversations with real humans who paid and invested to have the problem resolved yeah. and you resolved it, you got the good result. And look, not everybody's going to get the amazing result that you're looking for. But I almost look at private one-on-one um, -on -one is a really good entry point mm -hmm. if you're wanting to build your expert empire and almost nobody wants to do it because they say but Amanda that doesn't scale and I'm like but babe you don't have any clients yet like nobody's <laughs> paying you let's worry about that when you've got right, 10 20 right. you know people banging on your door then let's worry about scaling yeah and that's kind of getting back to what I said earlier about you know get after the stage that you're really at don't try to jump past getting results for clients because mm. if you try to do that you're going to be frustrated you're going to feel fake and you know 
maybe it'll show, maybe it won't show, but you'll know. Yeah, I actually did, I put myself through this exercise last weekend. Actually, um, I was struggling just with the book and all the things that I've got going on. And, and one of the questions I had to just get back to was, what what is the outcome I can deliver? Yep. What is the outcome that I can deliver, and then to whom? am I going to deliver the outcome? And I actually, it was very, very third grader where I, but I, I was at the WeWork office and they have this whole wall of whiteboard and I, I love it. And I was just, uh, I charted out the, 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 what, the, what, who, what, when, where, why, and how, right. But not in that order. Right. <laughs> it was, it was, it started off with, with what is it that, what outcome can I create for people? And then I just worked through those elementary who, what, when, where, why, and how. Yeah. It's super, super powerful. You know, I um, I work specifically a lot with coaches because, co- like, I love coaches, man. Like, they're the most heart-centered, yeah. impact-focused people, you know? Like, a really great coach will change your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I believe everybody should have a coach. Yep, me too. And, uh, but I love working with them on, like, the business stuff. And the, and the first thing is, like, well, Why? why are you doing this Mm -hmm. and really why like for me my why is when i was depressed and a workaholic i didn't know a coach Mm -hmm. i didn't know anybody like a coach and i had a vague awareness that i could seek a therapist right but it just kind of there was all that stigma with it and all that kind of thing and like i just really think about that i'm like if i had met a coach and even if that coach recommended a therapist before we started working together, mm-hmm. I think about like that. If I got there 10 times faster, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how much of your life are you leaving on the field? I think about that like a lot. So when it comes to me helping a coach, I really think about, you know, me 10 years ago meeting that coach because that coach figured out how to do some marketing yeah, and figured out how to have a conversation that didn't get them turfed out and feel yep. nicky and all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's about the client winning and getting results. And when I realized that no one buys coaching, actually, they want results. Yep. And if you can talk about results, anchor everything to results and everything's about results, courses, coaching, masterminds, they're just modalities. Yeah. I love that. I read this article uh, a few weeks ago. It was talking about how um, we, we don't have a problem getting expert advice like when the toilet's overflowing like calling <laughs> yeah. the plumber no questions asked right if there's an electrical issue call the electrician no questions asked right but when it comes to us no we 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 hesitate and many many people never call call the professional that's, and that's so true i i feel like there's so much pressure to take care of everybody else mm-hmm. and we forget that we're part of everybody else. Yeah. So we need to take care of ourselves too. And like, that was one of the big things when I was still a consultant and I'm traveling 46 weeks a year and I've got babies at home and you know, juggling all the things was the realization that if, if mama ain't all right, nobody can be all right. My clients can't be all right. My kids can't be all right. Like nobody can be all right if I'm not okay. Yeah. You know, and, and I can do so much more if I am so much more than okay. Yeah. You know, for me, fine is a four letter word. You know, that's the worst settled place to be because it's so easy to just slide into. I'm not okay anymore. Yeah. But if you're charged up and you're constantly investing in your growth and you're surrounding yourself by like growth minded people, which is why I'm so excited about Utah. Right. Like that's where you get to change the world and you change yourself because you're really fully expressed and you get to really just attach yourself to the process and trust it and go, you know? I love it. I love it. 
This You've been fun. a wonderful guest. Yay! Thank, thank you. Thank you. This is the longest podcast I've ever done, so congratulations. Whoop, whoop. Um, all right, I'm, I'm here with Amanda Kaufman. You can learn more about Amanda and her work uh, at amandakaufman.net, and I will put a link to that in the uh, show notes. So thanks so much for listening, and everybody go out and ask for help. Yes, do it, do it. Thanks for listening. Bye.